Hey everybody, Dave Hagen here. Today we're going to talk about holiday shopping, 2020 and coronavirus style. That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP, as it's known by some. With me today, Mr. Brian Reed. Hey, Brian, how you doing? Hey there, Dave. Doing you well. Loving how it? are you? You loving it? Loving it. Where are you coming to us today from? I am coming to you from my couch in sunny <laughs> Southern California. <laughs> I like it. I'm up in the mountains. So uh, we're coming to everybody from all over uh, Southern California. You know, this podcast is going to come out eventually the second week in December. And we've talked about holiday shopping tfwp style two years ago so if you want to go see how we talked about shopping tfwp style two years ago go back to the earlier podcast and check it out but i want to revisit this again this year especially in light of the coronavirus or i've heard people talk about it as the rona or the coronas or the corona v um, but it's changed a lot of things and it's going to be a very different holiday season. And I'm thinking, how do we still do what we need to do? In other words, in terms of being respectful to each other and, and doing the things that the government is asking us to do, hopefully on a very temporary basis, and yet still have a happy and fun and successful holiday shopping season. So I want to talk about 10 things that we can do to have a successful TFWP style shopping season, but also one that is taking into account the coronavirus and talk about how we can still have a good time. So 10 things for successful shopping, Christmas shopping, holiday shopping this year. Number one, most important number one, Determine the amount that you plan to spend. You know, we talk about the uh, here on the Financial Wellness Podcast, have a plan, have a plan, have a plan. And of course, for shopping, have a plan. Experts recommend that you spend about 1% of your gross salary on gifts. Wow, that gives you a target to shoot at. I think that's kind of a lot personally, but um, a lot of financial planning experts say about 1% of your gross. They also say, hey, if you want to include travel, it could be 1.5%. But guess what? The government has said, at least here in California, don't be traveling. So um, you're not going to spend 1.5%. Don't spend the full 1.5% on gifts. Take that extra 0.5% and uh, do something good for you with it. Like carry it over to next year or better yet 
put it in the bank, let it grow, make it part of your long-term savings. That little amount is going to grow and grow and grow. Remember it at, at 10%, it'll grow or double every seven years. Or if you're getting 7%, it'll double every 10 years and that money will compound. And um, later on, later on down the, the line or later in your life, you can look at that and go, look at, look at that little piece of money. That's, that was that 0.5 that I saved in traveling the year the government didn't want me to go anywhere. And I made sure they didn't take it in taxes and I kept it for myself, damn it. And that would be kind of cool because we are giving up something really and not traveling as much this year during the holiday season. But if we can take a piece of that money and put it aside and save it, um, I think that would be pretty cool. Pretty cool. Number two, make a list of who, then what? And we've talked about this before, but you want to pull out a piece of paper and, and make a list of all the people that you want to give a gift to. And, and then you want to think about it and you want to write down what you're going to get them. Now, you also want to have a column, too, for what you actually spent so that you can add that up and see whether that um, you know, kind of figures back into number one, where you're going to try and not spend more than 1% of your gross um, or less or less, hint, hint, or less um, <laughs> on gifts for the year. But make a list, have a plan. Again, we talk about have a plan, have a plan, make a plan, have a plan for your, your spending and have a plan for your gifts in the holiday season. Number three, it's the gift, not the amount. And I think this is one of the very, very key concepts. It's about the gift that you give somebody and not the amount. Now, if you've got a friend that, that takes a look at the gift that you give them and they, they go to the internet and find out how much it's worth, I would say maybe they're not the friend that you think that they might be. I don't know, something to think about. You know, I know some people that in this internet age when they'd get a bottle of wine as a gift and who knows what a bottle of wine is worth or what someone paid, but they would, you know, type in the internet, the label, and they'd immediately be able to find out how much that bottle of wine was purchased for. And it's like, I don't know. Do you care? You ever seen somebody do that, Brian? I've never, as far as I know, had that happen. Um, to me, but, and I never even thought to do that, but I guess, yeah, you, you I really mean, you, could if you wanted. You really could. You get, you get a bottle of uh, Chateau Vendome and you, you know, you type that in there and you know immediately what, what somebody paid for. I never thought of that. You know what I do with, with gifts of wine, I put a little sticker on the bottom of the bottle and um, you know, the date and, and who gave it. And that way, when we, we pull it out to have with a meal or something later in the year, we can go, oh, this was the gift from Christmas that, um, you know, Bob down the street gave us. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what it's worth, but when you open it up, especially, you know, if it's an especially tasty one, you go, wow, that's really good. Bob's got some, some taste, you know, I don't, <laughs> again, I don't, I don't care what it, what it's worth, but, um, I think people do, and, and, I, and I've seen this several times before. They go, oh, that's, uh, you know, thirty-two fifty at uh, whatever. And uh, I don't care. I care what it tastes like. And, uh, of course, I've also found that more expensive wines, I don't 
necessarily taste as more expensive wines. I like what I like, what I like, and that's kind of the end of it. Mm -hmm. But um, I've even gone back to that person, you know, around the 4th of July or whatever, and, and called them up and said, you know, you gave me a gift of this wine and it's 4th of July. We had some pasta. We opened up the bottle. And of course, the person on the other line is probably going, it was corked. It was bad. Could they tell it was two buck chuck? <laughs> but I would say, yeah, it was it was especially tasty. I just wanted to call and say, um, thank you. So it's, it's a way to reconnect with them um, and thank them potentially um, during, you know, during the year. So uh, the other thought about it's, it's the gift, not the amount is that you should spend some time thinking about what that person might really like. And think of that as part of the gift, you know, Hey, I spent some time trying to be as thoughtful as possible and finding you something that is not necessarily always considered a gift, but you're really going to enjoy that. And, and if you think about, all right, you know, we want to, we want to fill out our list and, you know, Oh, what can I get? Oh yeah, that would be okay. That would be okay. Spend a few minutes. What do they like? What do they, what do they appreciate? Is, is there something in the past year that this friend or family member said, yeah, I really like that. Well, you can find some of that and get it to them and, and create a more meaningful gift. Number four, plan, then spend. I think a lot of people spend, then maybe try and plan. So put together your plan and then start spending. Number five, um, do your legwork and buy on the internet. I mean, this is so true this year. You know, I don't think there's going to be any people walking or hardly anybody, people walking up and down the malls. You know, we're supposed to stay home right now. And I think that, People can do a lot of their legwork, a lot of their research um, on the internet and and buy on the internet. No reason mm -hmm. to go out and potentially expose yourself to the virus if you don't need to. And and while you're at it, if you're, you know, if if you're on the internet, sometimes you can find some really unique um, um, gifts that you would never see or think of or buy. You know, if if uh, Uncle Ned um, really likes talking about, you know, dragons and he likes pens, you can type in dragon pen. And I'll bet you'll find a pen that's shaped like a dragon. And you would have never thought about that or come up with that. Um, you know, otherwise, I told the story a couple of years ago about I found this incredible, incredible fountain pen. And I got a couple for myself and I got a couple of for gifts. It was a nice weight, nice feel, wrote nicely, smooth tip, the whole nine yards. And yet it was coming from China. And more importantly, it was nine bucks. <laughs> so I was able to give this really killer gift to some people that I knew liked pens um, for nine bucks. So there's a lot of legwork you can do on the internet and you can buy on the internet, save your health and really come up with some, some cool stuff, stuff that you will never see in the malls or in the stores or stuff that maybe you never even um, knew existed. How about now, this? Dave, you maybe in the past people felt like, I don't know what to get them. So I'll just default to something more expensive. But I think you're right with the internet. Now you, you take a little time, think about the person, what they really like, and you can find something that they would really like and reflects that you actually know them and listen to them and you can do it cost effectively. 
Yeah. You don't no, have I, to, you know, I mean, go big. Now, now you're touching all the bases, you know, yeah. I mean, for a really successful um, holiday shopping experience, or you think, Oh, I, I want to get something for aunt Tilly. And, you know, I know she likes dogs cause I see the little dog mugs and stuff around the house. And, um, you know, I remember when we were visiting, she was talking about, oh, she always gets cold feet. So you type in dog socks. I mean, you'll find thousands of dog socks, <laughs> you know, too much so, in fact. And in fact, it's kind of unusual when you think about that. But um, you'll find all sorts of stuff and find something that's, you know, that that has some utility and that has some meaning and some, you know, you can you can get your picture or your kid's picture put on almost anything, you know, mm -hmm. um, a face mask, a lunchbox or whatever. And that's a one-off gift, not tremendously expensive. And yet if you shop early enough, you can, um, uh, come up with that. We'll talk about shopping early in just a couple minutes. Number six, always look for free shipping. Uh, a lot of people are doing Amazon prime. I'm doing Amazon prime. And in, I always buy the stuff where there's free shipping because I don't want to buy a $9 pen and, and pay 20 to have it shipped or delivered. That <laughs> kind of cuts against the, the point of it. But yeah, some retailers will ship for free and, and Amazon Prime, of course, will ship um, you know, free as, as part of that package. And I got to tell you, shopping on Amazon Prime is so easy. Have you noticed this, Brian? It's It's got your credit card all set up and you, you just look and look and you go, uh, buy, uh, check out. And it's like three, four days later, it's sitting on, it the, on the, on the, on the front uh, porch. It's, it's almost too easy. In fact, a lot of people would say it's unnaturally easy, but, uh, <laughs> well, we're getting works. to the point now where I'm like, what, it's going to take three days to get here. Oh, yeah. I want it. I want it tomorrow. Everything. Oh, yeah ships by tomorrow right yeah yeah i mean if it's not coming in a couple of days it's not coming you know uh, we uh, we bought a carpet that had to be delivered on a boat and it was not an expensive carpet by the way and um it's been like four five six weeks or something and it's like eh, next you know <laughs> i don't want to wait for that but if if amazon can get it there tomorrow or they can get it there you know, day after tomorrow, I'm digging it. And that way I don't have to think about it, worry about it. Um, I know this is going to sound like an, an Amazon ad, but you go into the Amazon Fresh store or on the website and they'll they'll deliver it to your house in two hours. Two hours. Like, what? how is that? You don't have to go to the market and get, you know, doggy treats. You just hit doggy treat and it shows up on your, on your, <laughs> your porch in two hours for free. I mean, that's crazy when you think about that. So free shipping is a big deal. And we're going to see more and more of that um, as as time goes along, I think. It, and that's one of the ways people are going to compete. Hey, we can put it in your hands just that much quicker and at, and at no cost. Number seven, use cash, then a debit card, then a credit card. And I know you got to use a card for stuff on the internet. A lot of us are going to be doing internet stuff, but... Uh, use the debit card before the credit card, if you can. Um, if you need to run out and get something from a store, pay cash. Because remember, studies have shown that if you pay cash, you tend to spend 18% less. 
Now you've also got to factor in the cost of the gas and insurance and the depreciation on the car and the parking, if you got to pay for parking and done, and the, you know, some value for the, the time value of your money, blah, 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 blah. But if you're going to go somewhere and buy something, pay cash. Second choice, debit card. Third choice, credit card. Number eight, shop early. You get better deals. You get better stock. And, you know, more opportunity to buy a meaningful gift. But this year, oh my goodness, I got to tell you, what what gives? We're, we're in this corona lockdown, Brian. Mm-hmm. And... And, you know, the stock market's looking at this going, oh, I don't know, you know, we're pretty confident, but uh, I don't know, this coronavirus, people are, are you know, out of work, haven't worked. There's a lot of people that, that haven't worked in a while. Now, some people have, but a lot of people haven't. There's a good chunk of the population that hasn't. And the places are packed. What the hell is going on? I went over to buy some Christmas decorations over at the depot, you know, where you had the Christmas lights shelves mm-hmm. and it, and it looked like locusts had descended upon it. <laughs> I mean, it was like eaten out. It was gone. There were like three bulbs left and I'm going, you know, what the, what the heck is that? Um, the places are packed and stuff is picked over and I'm having a hard time reconciling that with some of the stuff that's going out in the, in the world. Have you noticed that? I haven't really gone out. <laughs> well, you, you're doing what you're supposed well, to no, do. This... I, did, I did go to a mall a couple of weeks ago. But I haven't been to Home Depot or any place since. Grocery store pretty much in Amazon. Yeah, and this was already, you know, like a week, week and a half ago yeah. that I was seeing this. I mean, this was right after Thanksgiving. And, and people were buying this hmm. Christmas stuff like there was no tomorrow. I wonder if it's virus related was the rest of the store as crowded or was it just the christmas section that was really really crowded or picked? store wasn't store was not that crowded i gotta tell you because if Maybe i walk into a store the, christmas cheer it's yeah if i walk into lights. a store these days and it's too busy i just turn around and walk out i'm i'm yeah. just i'm just not gonna you know, put up with that. I'm just not gonna accept that risk. And you may be right. Maybe people are looking for some Christmas cheer in this uh, in this last year that we will probably refer to as a real 2020. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So I don't know. I, I I said a couple of weeks ago that I went over to the the Costco. This was before Thanksgiving, and you know people are not working and this and that. And I saw people hauling out you know big ribs and and you know and big pieces of meat and bottles of Dom Perignon. I'm going, what the hell's going on? That's not what I'm seeing. I'm, maybe I'm just reading too much of the newspaper or watching too much of the six o'clock. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people are spending more because they haven't spent it and they should be saving it. But yeah, they're going to yeah, try that's... and let's really have a happy Thanksgiving. Let's go all out. Yeah. We have the extra money because we haven't gone anywhere or done anything. Yeah. In four months. You know, I was talking to a uh, um, uh, a college professor, and 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 she was saying that she had done, um, you know, a wants needs analysis with her students, and and I said, yeah, I'll bet they're finding that they're spending a lot of money, you know, in restaurants and and you know, at nightclubs having drink and drinks and stuff like that. And she says, no, actually, um, that was what we expected to find, and we weren't finding that, but. 
we were finding that um, college students were spending an awful lot of money on delivery, um, not only goods, but food um, um, and alcohol. And um, so, it, you know, that that paradigm is, has shifted a little bit because of the Corona thing. But, um, you know, things have changed a little bit. By the way, I saw a survey where they were talking about um, what alcohol that was being delivered in Los Angeles. What's the number one alcohol in terms of alcohol delivery? I'll bet you never guess. Uh, vodka. Yes, really very good. But what brand of vodka? Oh, I have no clue. Come on, you're hip. You you know this stuff. No? Tito's. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go Grey Goose. They would go Tito's? Tito's. Yeah, yeah. I would say Grey Goose too, right? Because you can't go wrong. But, oh, like we're big connoisseurs of vodka. But Tito's. I don't get that. Tito's vodka. No, it's they've done... Uh... I've heard a lot of good stuff, you know. They've been around for a long time, obviously. Really? I mean, I've never... It's just... Yeah. Huh. I think they've just gotten bigger and bigger recently. Okay. And it's not that, you know, expensive and it's good vodka. And I guess the, you know, the, the college-age crowd digs a, a well-marketed vodka. Yeah, it's a... It's a good staple. <laughs> it's not gonna miss i saw some ads recently about for um uh, it was schmirnoff and they they had uh what was it danson ted danson is that the guy's name from um cheers from cheers doing uh like schmirnoff or something and i thought wow you gotta you gotta market schmirnoff it's kind of an established brand but okay all right. All right. What did we, 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 we got off on this, this tangent, this, this vodka jag or something. <laughs> um, but interesting shop early, stay out of the malls. If you can at all help it. And by the way, that's number nine, stay out of the malls. If at all possible, it's better for your health. And if you do make sure you go on off times, if it's too crowded, walk out, just walk out. You don't need to add extra points of risk to your health. And, um, you know, if you can, if you can do it at all on the internet, you're, you're probably just that much, um, better off. And then number 10 gift cards are a last resort. So the, the last number on our 10 tips is also, um, at the bottom of the list, gift cards, use them as a last resort. I saw a survey that showed out of the $170 billion that was spent on, on gift cards that, there was still a billion dollars in balances still outstanding. Um, so I think that shows that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of cards in drawers um, somewhere that haven't been used and it's, it's pure profit to the, to the retailer. And um, I only use a gift card as a last resort. Now, maybe if you know someone specifically likes like, I don't know, iTunes or Tito's vodka or something. Maybe there's a Tito's card or something. Um, but maybe it would be appropriate in a situation like that. But think of gift cards as a last resort. I think when you get a gift card from someone, it usually tells me that they were desperate to find a gift or maybe that they just didn't care to sit down and think about it enough or didn't lead it, uh, leave enough lead time to get something that was, you know, thoughtful. 
something that was, you know, who cares what the cost is. And by the way, if it's a gift card, you know exactly what the cost is. You don't even have to go on the internet and shop the wine bottle label. You know exactly what it is because you open it. You want to know whether it's a $10 gift card or a $50 gift card. So See, there I'm, you have it. Ten I'm okay things with gift cards as long as it's like if I got a gift card to uh, uh, Tennis Warehouse. Okay. I'm going sweet. Okay. That's great. You know, they know you shop there. Yeah. They know I like tennis. They know that, you know, so that's kind of, again, like, you know, getting someone something that lets you know that they also are listening and paying attention to you and they know you. Yeah. You know, yeah. If it's a place that they go, I guess it's better. Yeah. A little better. But again, I also agree. Don't go last resort. Last resort. Make it a last resort. Don't, don't be a desperate, don't be a desperate gift giver. Well, there you go. 10 things to, to think about. You know, it's different out there this year, and it may be different for some years into the future. You know, we just don't know what that's going to look like. Hopefully next year, this will all be behind us, but it's certainly changing our behaviors and some of those behaviors will continue to be changed. But if you can find the internet to find better, more personal gifts where you don't have to chase around um, and you can use a yearly shopping TFWP plan uh, that fits within your goals, uh, hopefully you'll have an even more phenomenal holiday shopping season. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right. Well, I don't have an email per se here, but a a friend of mine talked to me about this issue and I thought that it was specific enough and, and contained enough that we should bring it up and talk about it in the email portion. Uh, This friend of mine said to me, he said, I've got a family member who needed a car, his old car, you know, pooped out and he needed a new one. And he had the ability to purchase a new, not new, but new to him car, a used car um, for cash. But when he went in to buy a car, uh, they showed him that he was able to qualify for 0.9% financing. And he looked at that and he thought about it. And what he did was he, he bought that car and he set up an automatic payment out of his uh, bank account so that he wouldn't be late. And his thought was, hey, I can make interest on the money that is in the bank that I would have otherwise bought for that car, and I will come out ahead because I will make interest on the spread between the 0.9 and whatever return I'm getting on my investments. Uh, Isn't that a great idea? What do you think? Well, what do you think, Brian? It's interesting. I've thought about this for a couple of days. I'm just springing on you right now. So <laughs> I've got um, some definite thoughts, but I just thought I'd get your first gut reaction. 
uh, my first reaction is kind of makes sense. Okay. But you'd have to run the numbers and that would probably tell you obviously one way or the other, whether, yeah. you know, should do it or not. Yeah. I, I've thought about this. I've thought about this. Like I said, the last couple of days, I've thought Something about it quite a bit. <laughs> no, not necessarily. You know, every, everybody knows their truth and you got to do what's right for you. But, um, you know, this is, this was my thought and, and, and I've done this before. I got to tell you, um, in years past, I've done this before. I went in and got 0.0%. And I said, no, I don't, you know, I want, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for, I'm going to pay for the car. And they said, but we have a special going, we'll pay you a thousand dollars. If you take 0.0%. And I said, well, you're going to pay me to borrow money at no interest. Uh, okay. That's great. But what happened was by the third or fourth year, now the car is not new and I'm, I'm still pulling that money out to pay that 0.0. And I just ended up, you know, paying it, paying it off early. But in this particular scenario, there was something subtle going on, I think, Brian, and that's the point that I wanted to make. Um, this family member was going to pay for a used car for cash. And they lured him in with 0.9% financing, but they only offer that financing on a new car. Uh, <laughs> right? So they roped him into buying a new car with cheap financing, but now he's going to have to accept the depreciation on that vehicle for the first couple of years, where if he had to use his cash to buy the used car, someone else would have accepted that depreciation on their balance sheet. So very subtle, very subtle the way they, they brought him in. And of course, if a financing company is going to offer you 0.9%, I mean, someone's going to pay for the money. And so that means the manufacturer is probably kicking money out to the finance company. Um, and, and it's all built into the price of the car. You're, you're, you're paying for it anyway. So um, my first rec my first reaction was, yeah, what a great deal. Because you're thinking, wow, you could make 7% or 10% or whatever you could make on, on the money sitting in the bank and you're only paying 0.9%. But um, one, if you're making seven, eight, nine percent, you've got to factor in the fact that, you know, there's tax on that, that gain or that interest. And so, you know, 8% is really only 5% or 4% after tax. And then you're going to be making these payments and you're going to be making payments on a car that's two, three, four, five years old. In fact, in my case, I think they wanted me to finance it for like seven years. I remember we did a podcast a while back. And the, the fastest growing segment of car loans is seven-year loans. And they rope you into buying one of the brand new cars. So I don't know. You know, on, on, on balance, I'm not a fan. I, I think that the family member kind of got roped into something. Hopefully, they really appreciate it for what they're paying. But, um, you know, you got to watch these retailers. They're very, very good at selling us stuff. I'm not sure it was in his best interest in the long run. But if he's got the discipline to do it and sets it up as a monthly deduction. I mean, I guess, I guess some of it would depend upon the price of the car too. If it's a $20,000 car new, can you get a new car for 20,000? I'm not uh, even sure. I think so. Yeah. 
I mean, so you're, you know, your write down or your depreciation in the first two years isn't that much, but if it's a forty, fifty thousand dollar card, there's, there's, there's big write down. There's big money that's being lost there as the card devalues over the first couple of years. So there are all sorts of things to think about when buying a new car, but that's why here at the TFWP, we encourage people to get the cash together to buy a car that's a couple of years old that you really, really search for and is a cream puff and is exactly what you want. And then you can go buy it for cash. No, cash is king. Something to think about. All right, that's a wrap today. Tune in next week. We've got another interesting topic Brian and I are working on. This is Dave Hagen, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.